Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Wow. It feels so good, and God, nothing makes me randier than aspiring singers and celebrity impersonators making love somewhere in the Valley Mental House. Oh, God, a lot of back tattoos, pinky rings, snipers that are hot commodities, sexy, sexy snipers. Will you accept this rose? Listen to your heart edition. My name is Arda Marine, and don't worry. For those of you who are upset that we took a pause during Juan Pablo, we will be back with Juan Pablo. I think this is only like a four-episode season of the show, so cool your jets. We'll be back. Don't you worry, kitty cats. With me today is a woman who was on during Peter Pilot's season, and to say that she made an impression on you would be an understatement. You guys went downright bananas for our friend. She is a brilliant stand-up comedian. When we're not all in lockdown, she has a frequent show at Joe's Pub in New York City. She tours with her brilliant stand-up wherever she is. And she has a daily radio show that you can listen to on Sirius FM. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Michelle Collins. Hi, Arden. I feel like I owe you big time because you were not planning on watching this show and you agreed to do it to chat with us. And I'm so thankful. Well, let's really be honest. I owe you big time because now I'm in. Like, I honestly wasn't going to watch it. But you know why I'm grateful that, um, that it's only two hours a week? 
Like I'm happy. It's a Monday night. It's not taking over my life. Um, and honestly, I'm kind of into it now. Me too. Me too. And I honestly, I'm not exaggerating. I think it's only five weeks or four weeks. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's a, an abbreviated season. And I, Katie, and I know this is, this is not the most PC thing to say, but Katie, Katie said that she, she's convinced that ABC invented the coronavirus to make people watch, listen to your heart, to get people excited about it. I got to tell you, I wouldn't have been that excited if I hadn't been locked in my house. And now I look forward to Monday night. I actually like it. Well, I feel like Netflix, I mean, everyone is responsible for all the media. Netflix more than anybody, I feel like. But, um, well, honestly, Mike Fleiss probably had it and lived. (laughs) Good, You know what I mean? And that's great. And I like that Chris Harrison, for whatever reason, this is like, he has different styles for every show. And this is like his Kim Jong-un phase, I feel like. Every time he shows up, I'm like, Kim? I mean, he's so North Korean chic. What's that about? Well, we were tagging, and with us, we also have Anna, Tana, Hosnier, and of course, Katie Levine. We've been texting uh, as we watch about Chris Harrison. Yeah. I can't tell if he doesn't want to be there. Like, that's a, like, it feels like he's not quite sure what the show is. There's, like, to say he's phoning it in, but I love it. I love kind of rock musician Kim Jong un. Chris Harrison. I can like almost guarantee you that if it's televised, he wants to be there. You know what I mean? And I say this as a friend. So like, I like him. I'm just saying, if there are cameras around, he'll be there. Like, it's not a question, you know? Now, we didn't get to chat with you last week about the first episode. Yeah. Give us your, like, initial impression. You're like, okay, I'm going to watch this show. Tell us what you think of this show. Okay, so my initial overall impression is that it's like the Forever 21 of music shows. Where everybody feels, I said on my radio show that it feels like the Coney Island stuffed animal of music competition shows. Like it's a little shitty. Like everything is a little bad. The the attractiveness of the people is like a notch down from what we're used to, which I like. That's actually why I like the show, that they're not all like, you know, bachelor perfect. Um, The talent is okay. Some of the people are good, but everyone is like in pleather. There's no real, I feel like there are no natural fabrics happening on your <laughs> heart, you know? Now, I remember when we discussed last week, and, and it seems to have really, you know, you don't know where the cookies are going to crumble. And this, it seems like they led the edit. The first guy we meet is a sniper, is the first person we met last week was a professional right. sniper, who has now become the hot commodity in the house. Do you think the women know that he's a sniper? And do you think that makes him hotter? Well, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Is the sniper Trevor? No, the sniper, the professional sniper is the blonde guy that went to Marty and Elaine is Brandon. Brandon is the sniper. Wait a minute. Oh, Brandon. That's fun. That makes sense for him, actually. Um, what are you asking if they know he's a sniper? He doesn't come off. I don't get like Bradley Cooper PTSD from him personally. No. But yeah, I, I actually I don't, don't think he's the hottest guy in the house though either. No. No. Uh, who do you think is the hottest guy in the house? Well, I'm like a real fucking dork and I'm like yeah. embarrassed to say this. Let me go through. I'm going through the guys right here. Um, by the way, is Danny like even alive? Like they cut to him once in a blue moon. Do you know Danny? Yeah. Danny is never, they cut to Danny and they also cut to, is it Mariana? Is there Mariana that we've never seen speak or yeah. Mariana, Mariana and Danny. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Becca. She, it might be Becca. It's either Becca or Mariana. They're the same person to me. They, Becca's the musical theater girl who's like very dorky, who ended up with Danny this week. Never and said Danny, anything. 
Danny looks exactly like the best friend in Bridget Jones, the gay guy. Like every time I see Danny, I'm like, oh my God, it's, yeah. um, you know who, the one who's like, yes, yes it's me. Hi. Yes. yes, 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 the blonde guy, the blonde guy. I'm not the blonde guy. Danny looks like the gay best friend in Bridget. I think the hottest guy, but I'm like, you know, I'm emo, is Ryan. Like Ryan is so cute to me. He's just hey, so sweet. I love Ryan. I love Ryan. And I think ABC loved Ryan. And ABC was trying to make Ryan. ABC clearly picked Ryan and they clearly picked um, Jamie. They're like, these are our two. And they really wanted them to fall in love. Mm -hmm. I thought Ryan is so sweet, so hot, dorky. And then when he opened his mouth, I thought he was the best voice. Like his, when he sang, it was so beautiful. Like, Anna, I you love Ryan. Yes, his voice. Anna? Yeah, I think Ryan is probably the best male singer. Of course, we haven't really heard a lot of the others, but he's really good. When he did the Gravity, I was like, oh, he's he's good. Like, he's a really good singer. He, to me, I feel like ABC casting broke into the attic where they left Edward Scissorhands. And they <laughs> down there. I mean, every time they cut to him, I'm like, oh, my God, I hear, I see Winona dancing in the snowflakes. Like, yeah. he's so wide-eyed and like afraid looking and innocent and confused he has no idea why he's there and whenever the women are on him it's like edward like he's like oh okay like sexual energy like he doesn't really know what to do with himself you can tell that he's like a real dork like that he's not he's not and that he's like this hot guy that does not know i think he's from a small town that like Uh, so clearly this town he has not been the chosen one but abc put him in a really cute suit they gave him cute styling Mm -hmm. and and he has no idea that he could be cast as like the nerdy emo guy on Riverdale in a heartbeat. Oh my God. I, I'm like, I love him. Like when I saw that girl eat his face off, which I know we're going to talk about. Yeah. I felt jealous. I felt like annoyed. Oh my God. Can I just say, I would love for you to eat his face off. I would love, love. I would unhinge the jaw like full aliens and like in a Bill Clinton cartoon, take him whole. Oh my God. Side note, speaking of, because I consider you, I consider you my, um, like my, like, like Tim Gunn, like sort of somebody who's rooting me on because I asked you about lingerie, right? I think of you as like a very sexy seductress. Me? Yeah, yeah. Funny story, I'm wearing a leopard print bra today and I don't know why, but I feel like I needed to because I felt so dowdy. That I was no. like, I, so it's weird that you read that vibe. No, but, and you yeah. told me you like to get cute things on ASOS. You, mm-hmm. So I got two cute sort of like baby doll nightgowns on Etsy. And uh-huh. that felt like so exciting for me. And I thought my 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 sensual advisor, Michelle Collins, is <laughs> like, I thought I of you. I hope I'm not your sensual advisor because no, I you are. never. You are. You are. I go to sleep in an empty coffin. Like I truly every night, I like, I'm like, good night, creak. It's, there's yep. nobody here. I'm by no, myself. No. No, I've no, never no. felt more unsensual than this point in history. I swear to God. Oh, I feel disgusting. I if everybody heard last week. I think it aired how much cheese. I mean, I can't. I have eaten so much cheese. The, I because I sort of my mind. I didn't know if grocery stores were going to lock down. Like I got very practical, so I was yes. like, I need jars of coconut oil because I don't need to refrigerate that. And then I was like. And cheese, like the expiration date was like August 20. Like I was just buying, thinking everything was going to, like it was pandemonium. Society was going to stop. So I have all this cheese. It's all I've been eating. I feel disgusting. Okay. My entire apartment that you're looking at is made up of macaroni walls. I also went to Costco (laughs) before the whole shit went down and got only non-perishables. And I'm not a cook. So like I got horrible stuff. 
Yeah. But it's funny you mentioned cheese because out of curiosity, when you say cheese, do you mean cheese on the block? Like you're slicing it? They don't have, they, it's not good cheese. It's like shitty bagged. The, turns out, I wish I'd gotten more of this. It's like shitty bagged shredded. So I got like Mexican, Italian. Mm-hmm. But, but the one I wish I'd got more of, and Anna and Katie know, my secret, my queen, is I had no idea how much I loved a pepper jack. Oh, a pepper jack is so good melted when you're existing only on cheese. Of a PPJ little- is a classic. Look, PPJ is good. I discovered something by accident that has, it it will be changing my wardrobe come summer and it's going to be full moomoos all day. Um, I bought a jar of Tostitos queso that I have never in my life. I grew up in a home. I grew up with both parents. I never in my life bought that. Yes. And I cannot stop eating it. It is basically nacho cheese from the movies. It sounds so good. It's literally so disgusting and so comforting. I can't explain that I understand now when you watch Intervention and people stick needles between their toes. When Mm -hmm. I put a spoonful of that shit in my mouth, I'm like cross-eyed cuckoo like it's so good. And I can't stop buying it, Arden. That's how I feel about peanut butter and almond butter, any nut butter. And I can't have it in the house because literally you would have to cut me out at the end of the quarantine. I have noticed this. No, I have makeup on right now. I clean up for you, but I... Have I broken out in my chin area for like the last 10 days? Oh, there's makeup. It's just like, there's like a dozen zits. There's like, there's makeup. It's covered. There's like a dozen zits that have arrived. Have you guys had quarantine? And we'll get back to listen to your heart. Have you guys had quarantine breakouts? Anna. Um, I had one because I think I was sleeping. It was just like right here. I, I was sleeping my chin gets bad when I sleep on my face, basically. I've been sleeping on my face because I heard that for COVID, it's good to practice sleeping on your belly for your lungs. Oh, what? really? Yeah, because your lungs don't, like, you need to sleep. I'm so crazy. I check my <laughs> oxygen. I take my temperature. Uh, have you broken out, Michelle? I, first of all, I'm convinced that I had coronavirus, so now <laughs> I'm like, I'm like free, like um, the hills are alive with the sound of music. I think I got it from Andy Cohen. That's not a joke. Okay. Uh, so which is chic. So that's why I'm not that upset about it. Did you have a fever? I had a fever for one day, but I had horrible stomach pains and weird body aches for like over oh. a week. Oh my God, he totally gave it to you. He gave it to me. And, and I was with them like three days before they had it. So as far as breakouts go, uh, not really. I mean, I always have like some acne here. I don't yeah. know. I get little ones, but I haven't had like any major, I get some here sometimes too. I'm hormonal. You know, I'm like a big hormone factory. I know? gotta stop sleeping on my face. I gotta stop trying to train. I don't think that works. I don't think that's healthy to do that. Yeah. Guys, I'm so crazy. Okay. So here we are. We're at Listen to Your Heart, episode two. Yeah. Um, Trevor and Jamie, Trevor, the bad boy. She, she didn't pick our boyfriend, Ryan. She picked Trevor, the construction worker slash TV whore who auditioned and failed to really make it too far on American Idol. He mm-hmm. said he was super in his head all day yesterday. He didn't know if Jamie was going to pick him, but she did. Um, and then we find that Oh, oh, meanwhile, Bree and David, or Bree and Chris are sitting, looking at each other going, you're so pretty. You're mm-hmm. so pretty. I'm going to say this. He is sweet, handsome, kind, talented. He seems gay to me, right? Are we allowed to say it? Can we say that? I don't know. I will say this. I think they're going to be great friends at the very least. 
Okay. Katie. Let me put it this way. I think they're going to be great friends. Katie. And I'm sorry. That is my phone. He, uh, I don't know how to turn that off, unfortunately, on my laptop while I have the volume up, but, um. Do you, wait, Katie, what do you think? I think he's gay. I got a total gay vibe. Like, he just, Mm. he seems very nice. He just, isn't he religious? Yes, he's very yeah. religious. Yeah, yeah, I think we yes. went on the first one. He's very religious. He's absolutely adorable. I have a thousand people I would love to fix him up with. He seems like a gentleman and a talent and a catch. You know I'm, why? Because he's yeah. soft-spoken. He's yeah. so soft-spoken and he's so, he's like sensitive in a way that you're like, oh, you're like a sensitive, like, what was that um, SNL sketch, The Well for Boys? Remember the, <laughs> the ad? Where it was like The Well for Sensitive Boys, where it was like just, kids reading poetry, <laughs> little boys reading poetry he has that energy like he's sort of I can't picture him like really like banging anybody you know what I mean oh no no, no. Yeah. but I love that she's all in she is all in they're gonna be great friends what about their fun date at the guitar center okay, which, like, you guys live in LA are we gonna get there I, I'm yeah, we're gonna, okay so then, so then we have um so then we have um it's been, it's been, uh, she's been let down a lot emotionally, Brie. She lost her dad and he's, and she also lost her, um, fiance and it's making him feel like being with him. It's making her feel like she can trust again. So Chris Harrison, Kim Jong-un stumbles in. He goes, guys, this is so important. Listen to your heart. <laughs> Listen to your heart. And he, everybody wants the date and, um, they give it to Jamie who just got featured on the last date. ABC wants to make her a star. She's so annoying to me. Jamie, to me, is the most difficult one to watch on that show. Um, Number one, because she was born five days ago. But also because she's just annoying. Like, she's not someone I would ever be friends with. I can just tell, like, even at her age. Just an annoying girl. And they're all, I have to say, I started to have problems with this episode and we'll get there. But like when everybody was like, they've been there for at most 48 hours at this point. And how they're all like, but they're all like so worried about Jamie and they know how like a real trigger for her is getting cheated on. Like they all have to coddle Jamie. Well, like first of all, she picked the douche that like she didn't pick Ryan. She picked this guy. Mm -hmm. So they go busking, they go busking on the boardwalk at Venice beach. (laughs) Worst date ever. Whatever, by the way, I'm sorry. When I saw like there was one woman who put a dollar in, I go, if they don't give that dollar back to that woman, yeah. if they take that money from these yeah. people who may have been staged, yes. but they weren't, I'm going to lose my shit. That's like how um, Ruth Chris took the money from the bailout. ABC <laughs> money from that lady. I was like, no, give that money back to this tourist. Because she felt real. And then there was other people that felt like, that felt like, um, like, wives or daughters of like crew members that were there but that lady felt real and yeah they they took the money and they played the song girl crush which felt uh, it was it's such a slow song it's so slow I'm like this is this is the song you're busking with I don't know Anna what did you think Busker King Busker King (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know what a weird date to be like, go make us some money. Yeah. It's like, do you think ABC ran, ran out of money for this? Was this? I think they ran out of idea. They're like, okay, we don't have any studios available with any producers who want to do this show. So 
Yeah, because the one that they got the first week was a very big date. Going to Capitol Records, having the producer, having the backup band. That was a big date. But this was like busking. So they're talking. And and then then a speech. Sorry to interrupt. Please. Then a speech for those who have not been. It's not a sexy beach. It's not a chic beach. It is... I had a friend who lived uh, in Venice Beach, such an expensive house. She'd wake up every morning to a man watching her as she slept through her window. It is like, well, I swear to God, she had to move. The point is, Venice Beach to me is like, <laughs> it's like full of nightmares. Oh it's a God. lot of, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of vagrants. Don't you think? It's a lot yes. of people who have nowhere to go. A yeah. lot of the muscle. It's creepy as shit. I actually, this is only, this is a way for me to bring this up. I shot something there once and it was, I remember I was like trying to find people to interview and I looked over and there was a man with no arms drumming for money. And I was just like, I can't, I can't be Oh here. my God. I, I just had a I shot something there once too. That this awful field piece for like an internet company that they, they paid me. I had to hunt down my check, but like yeah, it yeah, was yeah. so, they, you must be able to just film there with no permit. I mean, is that why they it go? It has to be. Maybe it that's actually be. a good one because it was like a free-for-all and nobody cared. I mean, there were no police. It was like a nothing. But it's scary. So to make them go there of all – it's not like a nice Hawaiian beach. It sucks. No. It's like disgusting. Yeah. And then go and have to play and beg people for cash. The whole thing – even if they were in Santa Monica because I don't know exactly where they were. It's all gross. Uh, and the point is, what a horrible day. <laughs> what a horrible day. And so yeah. she's like, she's like, why did you start playing music? She's like, well, I had a grandma and uh, – She's, she, she got shy. She's like, you're more good at playing covers. Like, I just play my own songs. I was like, is that a bad thing that you don't, that you play your own songs? So then she's like, I get fears. I'm in my head. So then they, they sang Girl Crush. Quite honestly, she sounded better with the John Mayer cover with our boy mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, and then she's like, you know, I always dim my light for other people. And then they kissed and she's talking to the producer and she was like, I'm speechless. <sighs> I don't know. I don't like Sorry. And then she said, nothing could go wrong. You don't say that on a reality show. You don't say that on a reality show. You can't say it's too good to be true because that's the truth. It's too good to be true. Yeah. Right. You should also, my one tip, if you ever go on a reality show, never reveal your sad backstory because it means they're getting eliminated. Mm. They'll use it. They'll oh use that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you just never give it up, maybe you'll never get eliminated. Oh my god, that's so good. Save it. Like you're like you're an ace of hearts. Like save exactly. it in your hand. Don't play it. So then, meanwhile, nothing go could go wrong. Cut to da na na na. Back at the house, <laughs> here comes East Coast acid washed, bedazzled jeans, pirate crop top, platform heels. I'm looking for my husband. I'm looking for my baby daddy. I want a grown-ass man. I'm not a diva, but I'm a diva. And then she walks in, and she's like, is this everybody? They're like, no, there's other people that are there. Oh, who? Jamie and Trevor. Oh, Trevor from American Idol, who wasn't even a contestant of every Trevor. Like, she acts like she didn't know that he was there. Top 50. Top 50. 50. I looked it up this morning. He was top 50 on American Idol. You remember that? Wait, not the Trevor from the top 50 of American <laughs> Idol. I cannot believe this. And by the way, her name is Natasha, but she spells it S-C-H-A. Oh, by the way, can we just break down her, her look that she chose? Please. Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. The, pirate, the pirate crop top. The acid wash. It felt, it felt like 2007 
like right when the barrel curls were really hitting their stride, like, mm-hmm. like when like TNT had like the Holly Hunter show and the closer and like, and, Isles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it felt like when like the real housewives, it was sort of a, even, maybe even a little Brazilian Isles, even, even a little earlier, like when simple life first started, there was something about like when people first figured out how to do a barrel curl and like, here she comes in that 2020 craziest outfit I've seen in a while for an entrance on. But they were all intimidated by her because she was feeling herself. And honestly, if not for the hair and the body, she was a nothing. Like the hair and the, I mean, not to be an asshole because I truly look myself right now. I mean, I always say I look like Val Kilmer, like in his top 10 days. But I mean, I'm also like, I've probably gained like a good 12 pounds. I don't really want to talk about that. What I want to say is, um, I did bring it up, but she was just all hair and body. And she had good, she knew how to do like the Kylie Jenner makeup. So yeah. I know, did you see Kylie without makeup on like the, the oh my God. I was fascinated looking at this <laughs> sweet little innocent girl who can turn her face. That means that I could be Kylie Jenner. I'm like. Yeah, it looks like she just came from her bat mitzvah candle ceremony. Whenever I, I see Kylie without makeup, I'm like, or who'd you dedicate candle 11 to? Like, was it your <laughs> grandma? I mean, she's so little Jewish girl, even though she's not, but just her yeah. vibe, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. It's fascinating. I mean, it's so, I, I will confess, I stayed up way too late Sunday night. I watched makeup tutorials on, like, mm-hmm. people I didn't know who they were on Vogue. I watched some pop star do her makeup. And just watching the bronzing and, like, the amount of makeup, the amount. Yeah. And, like, I have the. on on now. You can see. Look at my blush. By the way, I love makeup. I just don't know. I don't know how to do that overdrawn, that overdrawn, know. and then the contour. I mean, I just love looking at Kylie, but Natasha, she had, she put on her Kylie face and then she had the gray hair and she had a boom and bod in her crazy jeans. Anna, Katie, what did you think of her outfit? She, a part of me was like, this is a plant. They brought her into just cause problems. She's 100% a plant. Like (laughs) she was, because I mean, they, she just immediately came in and was like, Trevor, Trevor. Like, she's yeah. a producer or something. Trevor? Like, yeah. Hmm. But her outfit was terrible. And also, amazing. I thought Jamie's outfit was terrible on that date. It looked like she stole it from a Barbie doll. It was not good. There's, the clothing <laughs> on the show is all horrendous. Like, every styling choice is the, the bad one. Like, and yeah. I'm not some fashion plate, but it just feels... I'm telling you, it feels cheap. Like, everything feels... Because you have to remember, these are, like, kind of dorky people. I feel like everyone on the show... And that's why I actually find it a little bit sweet... Yeah. Because everybody's just, like, a little bit shitty. You know? It feels like theater camp. It really yeah. feels like theater camp. And that they really believe that they've all found their like-minded best friends and that they're all going to stay in touch forever. Like, it feels like I finally found my people. Yeah. Um. So so then we, she goes, so then they're busking, and um, Natasha is just, like, dropping a scandal, and people cannot handle it. And she was like, Trevor is, fr- I'm friends with Trevor's ex. I've heard all the things, his indiscretions, which is why they broke up. And then, um, and then she was, she goes, she was saying to him in the hot tub, how is he single? Oh, and then she says to the producer, well, whoever broke up with him, your loss is my gain. Um, every guy has ever always cheated on me and ended in, but his ended a year and a half ago. So they're chatting. He broke up with a girl. It ended a year and a half ago. Nobody's perfect. I made a mistake. And, um, 
it was just like okay. they wore me. They kind of I was you know, so bored. Like a little bit too white for me. I don't know how it's to put so it. So boring. I got just, bored. I'm just like I don't care. Jamie, I do not care about. Jamie is like could be my niece, you know. Yeah. And then the other, the guy is just, he's a, a real poor man's Derek Peth. And you know, I love Derek. Yeah. But it's like, we have Derek. We know him. Like, I don't need yeah. this idiot with his fucking guitar coming <laughs> in. Like, no, I don't want that. You know, so they don't, they do nothing for me. He feels like Jed. He really feels like Jed oh. today. He's, I hated he's, Jed. I hated Jed too. Yeah. He wears the same coat. Same coat as Jed. Mm-hmm. Uh, a shearling, am I guessing mm-hmm. it right? Shearling mm-hmm. jean jacket mm-hmm. with like the corduroy collar. And the beat-up Ford pickup. I can't get over the beat-up Ford pickup. He wants to be Jackson Maine so bad. Uh, you know, he's protesting Corona outside right now somewhere. And he's just like, <laughs> don't, don't tell me to stay home. <laughs> somewhere right now, you know he is. Um, so then we have an ad. It cuts to an ad. And they have, they're like, you want to date our next Bachelorette? And they have a photo of Claire Crowley and mm-hmm. a visual of it. It's so insane. It feels like a country western album from 1986, and they've made the dress kind of glitter. Michelle. Okay. I, I'm so glad you're talking about this because I actually tweeted about this last week they showed it, and I was like, what Fabio fucking 1992 romance cover did they rip the font from, which they've also blurred. It's like not nice and crisp and modern. They've like blurred it a little bit. and It just feels like it smells of cheap perfume. Like the ad stinks like drugstore cosmetics aisle and i don't know why they're they're making clear who i have to be very honest your fans aren't gonna like this i like that they picked an older person i never really liked claire so i'm not claire either i i never watched one pablo season and so we're we can't stand claire we like like, why did you pick fucking claire she's crazy claire sucks and so i'm like honestly very blase about her about even having to look at her. I don't want to watch her making out. I'm just like, I don't really care. But I feel like that ad is shady, personally. I don't think it's a nice thing. I feel like they're like, do you want to date our elderly bachelorette? She was hot in 1986. Here's her high school photo. Like, like that's do you a- like it nice and dry? <laughs> Apply to be uh, one of our, <laughs> whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. there's, it, it, they are definitely throwing shade at her. I feel like they don't want her anymore. And I would not be surprised if she didn't ever actually, if they used COVID to get out of Claire and if they threw in really? the and yeah. I think the fact that they're still begging men to date her because nobody wanted to date her. Anna, right? They had, she, they started filming and they had such losers. Yeah. It was a real wow. like D team group of guys. And like, she threw oh, them yeah, out. Yeah, she yeah. was like, you better get me better guys. No one wants to date her. But they were all very young too. So I don't know. I don't know what yeah. she's into. Are we allowed to read? Cause I actually don't read reality, Steve, but somebody DM'd me a spoiler about Claire's season. Sure. Why not? Okay. Fuck it. So they said, it's not a spoiler. It just said how they're going to film it because obviously they're not filming right. it right now. Right. So they're basically going to film it in July and August for five weeks, airing it in September. This is the plan, apparently. Um, they're looking to film the whole thing in one resort. So like they lock the whole resort down, no vacations or anything. Great. Um, so everything's there. I actually don't have a problem with that, honestly. I think it's fine. And they said that um, they would have everyone five weeks before filming, like in lockdown to make smart. sure everybody's healthy. Very smart. 
Yeah. But I just wish they had anybody but her. I think they should do it. I mean, get another 38-year-old. There have to be a million of ex-Bachelor contestants who are in their 40s now, probably. I agree with you. I we we are watching. I never watched Juan Pablo. There's all these great ladies that are on Juan no. Pablo season. You're like I this season. I love. Oh that. my god! By the way, okay, so we're 11 episodes in, and uh, I love him. I know everybody hated him. I haven't got. You no, know, we're about to start <laughs> Fantasy Suites. Um, uh, so I don't know. We're, I haven't found out why everybody ended up hating him, but so far, I. I'm like, he's adorable. He's a black. Wait a minute. I actually fucking love him so much. And he, I forget exactly what he did. He either cheated. Like, he definitely did something that in the world of The Bachelor is like, you cannot do. And everybody, wasn't it Andy was on his season, right? Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. everybody hated him. But I got to tell you, I miss the days of Juan Pablo where they actually had a guy in the show that, like, if I met, I would be like, I fuck, I'm in love. Like, I yeah. love, he's so <laughs> cute. He's funny. Great sense of humor, foreign. He's got it. I'm like, what's the problem here? I have no issue. I got to tell you, watching this, I'm like, this happened? They had a foreign, hot, actually, like a guy that's not neutered. They had a sexy foreign bachelor? Like, what? what who are these neutered, super Christian dudes that we are getting? Give me a guy you're understanding like- it. Yes, this yeah. is, um, thank you for saying that exactly. You really just voiced something I didn't know how to put in towards neutered Christian dudes. Yeah. And there's like no problem with those guys because you know I'd give it all up for Ben Higgins. But like- why do they insist? And the women too, they bring in these religious virgins. Yeah, it's so annoying. Madison, Madison. Oh, I couldn't stop. What did you think of Barb, Peter's mom? Um, and how she acted at the final, at the after the final rose. I think that Barb for sure has um, damaged her son, like many mothers have. Uh, but I forget cause I was, I had a very strong feeling about her and now I'm like, I don't even remember cause of, uh, COVID, but I feel like she would be obviously a nightmare mother-in-law. Oh my God. Hannah like, Ann is an angel on earth. Oh, you crying. Yeah. She's yeah. not a normal woman. No. no about and frankly, I think he's annoying. Everyone on that season, I just... I hope I never see you again. Me too. I agree with you. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. So then, all right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Oh, I don't know about you, but uh, things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. And we're back. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder, 
But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Jamie and uh, Ding Dong show back up for their dates. What's his name? Trevor. Trevor. Mm-hmm. And uh, waiting for him is Natasha and her pirate top. She's like, hi. She's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. She's like, oh, I know you. He's like, oh, yeah, you seem familiar. He's, and she was like, can we talk? And he's like, oh, yeah, let me just say this. She's like, I'd prefer to talk now. So then Jamie immediately is like, what? And goes and sits by the fire pit with her camp, like, kumbaya theater friends. Yeah. And um, they're all like, Jamie, don't go back. I'm so worried about Jamie. Um, and they're like, apparently he cheated on somebody, like, two and a half years ago. She's like, what? And I just, like, starts crying, even though he hasn't done it to her. And this was a year and a half ago. like. When you're 24, that's a long time. Like, okay, whatever. So then um, she goes, let me remind you how we met. (laughs) I I know your ex-girlfriend. You lied to her. You cheated to her. And then the, the, meanwhile, back at the theater camp by the fire pit, they said this phrase. And remember, they've been there for 48 hours. They said, look, we've known each other for like, a month and we've known her for like two seconds so i don't know that we believe her we believe trevor it's like you guys got there thursday it's saturday mm. did that strike you as odd michelle yeah everyone is dumb as shit i mean this is the problem with all these shows yeah. that i think the only one who might be intelligent is ryan because he has glasses on yeah. and honestly uh chris because he's just sweet and soft-spoken. Yes. Everybody else is, you know, well, there's someone I really can't stand. I can't wait to talk about her, but. Okay, great. I uh, Savannah? Julia. Great. I'm fine with that. I'm on board okay, with that. Good. That's fine. Okay. So then Jamie, um, 
So he was like, okay, look. Um, so sorry. Oh that's all right. We broke, look, it happened a year and a half ago. I never physically cheated on her. I was unhappy. I should have left. I emotionally cheated on her. Um, she found the text. But, um, and then meanwhile, Jamie is back crying, going, this isn't my deal breakers. I'm just, I was, I feel like such a fool today. I told him in the hot tub that I've been cheated on in every relationship I've ever been in. And you know when you tell somebody in the hot tub something, that's like blood brother. It counts. It counts. <laughs> it counts. And she's like. You and can then, get folliculitis in there. That's no fun. Has no. It? No, it what, sucks. What can you get? Folliculitis. What's that? Hot tub disease. You don't know about it? No, no. Tell us. Oh, I've literally gotten it. Um, it's like a hair follicle thing with bacteria that lives in hot tubs. So if you go in like hotel baths or hot tubs, you end up getting these little breakouts and you have to go on antibiotics. The point is... I got welts all over my body from a hot tub. Well, honey, you had it. You might even have Corona, Arden. You got to get tested. I better go put my finger thing back on <laughs> and like go take my temperature. Um, I also ordered from Amazon. You know, they, say they always have ads on Instagram. I It hasn't arrived yet. One of those hats with the bucket shield around you the... You got that? I've ordered it. It hasn't arrived yet. I can't wait. The face shield. Do you know what? Wait, can I tell you what I got yesterday? It's not bachelor related. Um, I don't, I really want to feel safe and I don't know how to do that. So I was like, oh, I want a really big sweatshirt, but you know, I'm like a six foot one girl. So like sometimes the XL, even double XL won't cut it. I found a store in Indiana, a big and tall men's outlet. You guys, I bought a sweatshirt. It's coming Friday. It's a size seven X. Yeah. <laughs> I am nervous and excited. It was like $12. Yes. Obviously, I'm so excited to see how big it is. Like, I just can't wait to feel mini. I've never okay. felt that. Can I say that on Netflix and the, and the wardrobe department was so nice to me and they let me keep it. The head of the wardrobe department, she, got, she would order them from China. They were like $15. There's, there's sweatshirts that are giant, but they're almost like a dress, and they go down yeah. to your ankle, and they zip up. It's like a pod. It's like you go into a whole, like, dress sweatshirt pod, and um, it's like I feel like nothing bad can happen to me when I'm in my – Yes. Like, it's so flammable. Like, you could never be near it's, – oh. it's, it's nothing natural about this. I'm going to be Krugered within about three days because I also have a lot of candles lit in my home at night. <laughs> so I'm going to go full Freddy, but I can't wait. And I just, I'm so excited to get this sweatshirt. Um, and I can't lie, I actually bought two. But one is a 4X. Yes. And it's, it's tennis ball yellow. It's called a safety sweatshirt. Oh, my God. No, people are going to see me from space. Oh I cannot wait. We what? need a full review next time we do this podcast yes. with you. We need to God, see I'll it. We, we need to see it. We'll, we'll post it, but we, we need to see it. We're friends. <laughs> um, so then um, she starts crying, and she's like, I just want something to go well for me for once. I mean, then why didn't you pick Ryan? I know. Because she's 21, and she's an idiot. Okay, Anna? She, ay, 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 she does not have a chance. She's like the worst person to be on this show because she's so impressionable and is going to mm. fall in love for any like hot dude who's like, babe, you're a great singer. And she'll be like, oh my God. I but know. I, I, this guy is bad news. Like everything about him, one, he went on American Idol and is still coasting off that even though he didn't win. Top 50. Top 50. That's nothing. <laughs> like stop. You need to stop bringing that up. And I, I don't know. I looked it up. Apparently, it came out yesterday. Natasha 
says that he did physically cheat. Allegedly, she sure said lying that he did physically cheat. It wasn't just emotional cheating. Oh, he was claiming it was just emotional. I thought yeah. he was saying it's emotional and physical. No, he was claiming it was just emotional. Oh, but please. allegedly, all these all these women online apparently are like um, are saying that he cheated on them. He does. By the way, it's, I have a new podcast I'm starting called No Fucking Duh, where we're just talking about that. Like, of course. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. Good title. I like that. So then, um, so then, we like the first, yeah, anyway, so then a date card comes and it's for Brie and she gets down on one knee and she asked Chris to go and uh, she asked her BFF Chris and they buddied up and they went (laughs) off. And at first, it looked like they were driving to the Roxy. Um, but she was like, wow, this is my first real thing since my engagement ended. Wasn't that just like a year ago? Is that my crazy? But she said, Yeah, but that's maybe possible, yeah. Yeah, she's 21. So then they go to Michelle. They go to the... Famed L.A., uh, what would you call it? Bastion of History Guitar Center yeah. on Sunset Boulevard. I, I mean, mean, Arden. I watching this i mean aren't there guitar centers everywhere literally it's a chain it's like me walking <laughs> to best buy and like being like i can't believe i am so lucky to be at best buy that is what well, i couldn't get over it i'm sure they have beautiful guitars i'm not taking away from their stock yeah but it's like they're not walking into the moma after no. hours it's the guitar center the only one they spent money on was the Capitol records one that's, that's right that's it. the day they got the rights to the song, and then they paid the white, plain white tees. But other than that, mm. they have not. And they and I, that's a pretty big house they have. That Simi Valley house. It's, nice. it's a big house, but it's far away. Um, so then they start. She was like, "This is just new for me. It's so it's just really real." And, he, and she's like, "It's hard for me to put it into words." He's like, "Well, why don't you sing it? What's the vibe?" And then she's like, "Moody." And they start riffing together. And she starts singing, and she goes, says something. He goes, I know how you feel. And then she says, do you, when you gave up that rose, I froze. Do you accept this rose? Oh, Brie, I accept your rose. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> Worst song ever? To throw to me after that is so mean. <laughs> like, sing that and then say my name. It's like <laughs> a curse on my whole family. I, I feel like, <laughs> so mad, actually. Um, how did I feel? My remaining egg turned to powder. Um, I have nothing going on. What? How did I feel? It felt like it's the dumbest show in the world. I mean, you know. It's kind of terrible, right? Are we just so starved that we're enjoying it? Like, is it terrible? I have a documentary that I've saved on my DVR for when I've run out of everything called After Auschwitz. And every day I'm looking, I'm like, okay, what's next? And I, what am I going to watch? And I'm like, is today the day I watch After Auschwitz? <laughs> and I... And this is what it's, so it's like this, listen to your heart or after Auschwitz. <laughs> and I picked it. Yeah. Um, but it's, listen, it's a bad show, you know, but it's like, it's I, I'm curious as to what's going to happen in two weeks. Like when they actually start the competition phase. Me too. Me too. That's when I'm, that's when I'm genuinely lost. Well, did on. you watch Rockstar in excess where they looked for the new lead singer for rock for in excess? No. That. I mean, except for this show, the judges are Rita Wilson, JoJo, and Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
So then uh, Brie was like, okay, well, I was shopping with my mom for my wedding dress and I found it. I found the dress and I texted a photo of it and he called me and he goes, don't buy the dress. Wow. And she was like, he didn't love me. And uh, I've been waiting to find out what love is. And then she said, I think I might be falling in love with you. And he said, I'm falling in love with you too. And then they said, I can't help falling in love with you. Day two. I believe that they believe it. Anna, what two do you days. Have to say? It's been two days. They just met. Um, he's gay. Uh, she's Mormon. <laughs> this is not going to work. <laughs> she's got she's it. from Utah. She's from Provo. She's from yeah, she's from Provo. She's got oh, it. That's interesting, actually. Oh, my God. You know <laughs> I don't what? See this it working. might work. Listen, it might work. <laughs> you never know. This might be yeah. exactly what they need for each other, you know? Yeah, this is, I just really, after, it's hard to come back from, like, improv singing about your love. It's just too much. And using improv, will you accept this rose in the song? I mean, we have a song that says, will you accept this rose? But it's a comedy song. As song. There's no, it's an amazing song. Yeah. Nobody should actually sing that and then say, I accept as a comedy <laughs> song. So it should never happen. And that should, or that should be grounds for like, oh, I thought I was falling for you, but now I need to leave this mm. guitar center. I'm going to storm over to Sam Goody and see what I kind of wish that there were people in the guitar center shopping to be like, what are they yeah. doing? Oh no, I wish so badly they would have had employees there. Yeah. Because if you really want to like mess the mood up, bring a guy in a red polo, like, hey, guys interested in getting a guitar today? Like, I, I was like, oh, I wish so badly the employees would have been working. Um, I mean, it was just a very strange day to me. But yeah, go on. Side note, Michelle, are you watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht? Come on, of course. <gasps> what do you think versus, okay, what do you think about Sailing Yacht versus the, what were you about to say? And what do you think about Sailing Yacht versus regular yacht? Giving me both things. Um, like the people? Everything. Um, I'm going to say something controversial, which is that I like cannot physically stomach Jenna. I, I think it's a more boring franchise because everybody sucks and they don't go that fast and they very rarely raise the sails. I prefer the C Captain Lee, Captain Sandy franchise. I agree with you that the boat makes it a little more annoying and it doesn't feel as grand. Yep, it's too it small. Okay, shitty. Yeah. okay, great, we're back. So then we have, um, so then we have, um, let's see. So then he goes, uh, the cheater goes and pulls Jamie aside and he's like, okay, look. I need to talk to you. I stayed in a relationship too long. I was emotionally cheating. There was tech messages, another girl. It was wrong. Um, she said, cheating's a deal breaker for me. You offered me a feeling of home. And then he was like, same. And then he goes, look, I don't feel a connection with anyone else. And she was like, okay. And that was that. And they were back in and she'd been yeah. warned. And she's like, la, 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 la. And now she hates Natasha. Which yeah. is such a 21-year-old thing to be like. Like, it's so... This is why it bothers me when they put children yeah. on The Bachelor. Because yeah. it's like, this is a baby. Why are you making her deal with a guy who's 29 years old? Yeah. You know? And it's like, yes, it happens. But just watching it be, like, set up feels gross. Agreed. Um, so then... Danny starts talking, and we see in the lower left corner of the screen that he's a celebrity impersonator. <laughs> do we know? Do we have any info? Do we know what what celebrity is he on? Like, 
in my mind, he's like, does he work outside? Does he just like get get his picture taken outside Man's Chinese Theater as like Superman or something? As like Charlie Chaplin. I'm actually looking him up now because I missed that. I'll be honest with you. Okay, I'll show Is you the his screen. name. Send me the screen grab, but wait a I'll second. I'll send you the screen grab. He's Danny, and uh, it, he was a celebrity impersonator. Do we know his last name? Um, I wish we did because I would you, love to Can you Google Danny, listen to your heart? In person? Oh, I found him. Meet Danny, it says. Uh, sometimes they don't do the last names. Um, Danny Padilla. I found it. Danny Padilla. Very How nice. do you spell it? P-A-D-I-L-L-A. I just texted it. It's coming through. Wait, I um, see Danny Padilla or something. I, I see that know. he did a cover of Drake. Oh, Padilla, yeah. Wait a second. He he sings. This is already horrible. Mariah Carey. <laughs> no. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't want to. He sings like, Mar- Mariah Carey? I mean, I'll pull this video up. It Whoa. says, happy holidays. He's singing All I Want for Christmas is you, and it's an impersonation. He also strikes me as perhaps not necessarily um, like I feel like him and what's the name? I feel like Chris, he should really Chris, talk to Chris. Chris, yeah, I agree. think him and Chris should forge a friendship. A I agree. I agree yeah. with you. A I little bit, you. right? Um, yeah. Can I send this to you guys? Yes. How do I do it on Zoom? This is how you know I'm an idiot. You message. can just send it on our our text message chain. No, I'm shouting it to everyone because I want to be modern. There it is. Wait. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay. Great. I'm gonna click chat. Okay. I'm gonna cut and paste. Oh my god. Um, it, so this he, is a man he's... who likes a lot of things, including Mariah Carey. Go on. Oh my so god. He's, okay. he celebrity impersonates singing. That's his whole thing. Oh um, no. Oh my god. No. Oh, you're right. Oh, I see. I see. Oh my God, right. And it actually, by the way, it makes sense that he ends up with the theater girl, Becca. Do you know what I mean? That's like perfect. Oh my God, you're right. He and Chris should start talking for sure. That's all I'm saying. Oh Um, my God, that's amazing. Thank you. Oh my God. Well, if he he sings Mariah Carey, that's a hard person to sing. Um, So then Julia gets the, no, Sheridan gets the date card. And uh, he's so psyched because he is locked and loaded on Julia mm-hmm. and they go to iHeartRadio where our podcast is and um, they go to Valentine in the morning. Somebody's typing really loud. I don't know who that is. Was it me? Is that Anna? No, I'm not typing. Oh, that's so weird. weird. That's that really weird. Me. Okay. Um, so they go to iHeart, they go to Valentine in the morning and um, they go pick someone who you like, well, let's see. So then she goes, and they're basically, they're chatting. She, they, she confesses she's kissed more than one person. She still has feelings for the sniper. And um, they go, and they're like, oh, we're going to perform a song. And that, like, do you think, they must know, right? Like, like in advance. So they, oh, for sure. Because yeah. it actually, I thought that they were really good. Oh, my God. They were so good together. Yeah. So they, they sang us, they did a song, um, uh, I thought he had a really, really lovely voice. Um, they did a duet called Bones Are Good or something. Like, and they were, I, was that what it is? No. They sang a song called Bones Are Good? Bones, when, when the bones are good. When the bones are good. I think it's about like a foundation. <laughs> I have to look this song up. Keep talking. I'm, looking, I'm doing some research. Yeah. So it was, there was part of the song. They were singing When the Bones Are Good. They Oh, Mary Morris. 
Sorry. They sounded so good together. And that's when the show really works. You're like, and again, last week watching our little um, our little star who drives us crazy. What's her name? Who's the Jamie? girl? Jamie. Watching mm. Jamie and Ryan, you're like, of course. How could they not fall in love singing this together? And then watching Julia and uh, Sheridan, you're like, surely she's going to fall for him. Like they sounded so great together. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the chemistry, the stage chemistry. It doesn't supersede. Like your pants going crazy for somebody. Um, I have a lot of problems with her. Yeah. Please. And Go for uh, it. I don't know if I'm alone here. I just can tell much like I felt it funny enough with Claire that she has a crazy energy to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like she has a real jealous energy, like a real problem with women. I don't know how to put it. I'm just reading my vibes here. Um, I can do that. She also looks like she's in her forties, which I appreciate because we often, uh, come after the show for not, you know, for not including other people. How old does it say she is? Um, it 27? says she's 27. Um, so can someone in this podcast insert the Whitney, um, I'd like to see that I have the receipts. I need receipts because I don't yeah. believe, there's no way she's 27 years old. Like um, unless we're, I would say something shady, but I won't. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I feel like she's <laughs> maybe 34 minimum. 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 You don't get lined. Listen, I'm not being a good woman right now. I'm a feminist. She can look whoever she wants. Maybe she's 22. I don't know. I don't really care. I actually have an issue more with her personality. I think that she's talented. I actually was shocked she had such a good singing voice. But um, I feel like she... I did too. She had a good singing I was surprised she had such a good singing voice too. Me too. But I feel like because secretly she might be one of the oldest in the house, yeah. she's panicking. And I think that that energy is really going to show up in the next few weeks. Like she to me has the most vicious vibes of, of almost any girl in that house. Interesting. wise. I definitely, she reminds me there's some, there's a weird craziness of like, remember when Renee Zellweger was a little extra crazy when she got, there was like, there's some like around Bridget Jones in Chicago. And like, there's a, there's something young, Freshly superstarred Bridget Jones that I like, like Between Renee Zellweger. her and Danny, we should cast the rest of Bridget Jones. Who <laughs> would play the friend? I feel like we'd have um, uh, Becca would play one friend, yes. and then frankly, uh, and Natasha looks like the blonde girl. So yes. I think her name. That's funny. Yes. Okay, we oh, did it. Yeah, we did it. We definitely did it. Um, okay, so then we have, um, so uh, they go and he is just over the moon in his mind. He is ready to put a ring on it, get his Subaru that he named a lady's name, pack her up and move her to Austin and just start like, like this is it for him. Um, Meanwhile, back at the ranch, two sexy ladies walk in Ruby with pink hair from Austin. And uh, Brandon's like, hello, she's a hot commodity. And she says, I have a bad reputation of hooking up with guys who come to Austin for bachelor parties. Mm. And then um, uh, okay. this other girl that we didn't really meet was very cute. And then we see the Mel is talking to Brandon the sniper, and sh- and he goes, "What's your love language?" And he says, "My love language is physical touch." And uh, she's like, "Ugh, ugh." If I could just like barely shake your hand, like, um, but she's like super feeling it for him. Poor Mel, poor Mel. 
wait, wait. Mel, Mel had something happen to her, I think. Mel is very, like, she doesn't know how to behave in that house. She should not have gone on this show. No. You have to be so ready to basically make out in a heartbeat and be, you know, open, but also be dumb. And I feel like she was really in her own head a lot in a way that really hurt her, I felt. Because she was not... No, I like, like a real woman I could have met like in college, yeah. like hiding behind her guitar, naturally awkward, but adorable. Mm-hmm. Like she's felt like a real person that is like, why, how did you end up in this mansion in Simi Valley? Like what, what led you to this? She you felt know, like she was in over her head. Like, I don't think she realized what she was really getting into. She probably just enjoyed the music. I think she works maybe at a restaurant, thought, oh, this could be a good opportunity. But really it's like, this isn't your show. No. And she's not, she's awkward, and which I like yeah. about. You were me texting too. me last night about Mel, Anna. Yeah, Mel seemed, yeah, like she couldn't handle the stress of what was going on. The way she was dealing or talking to uh, the sniper, Brandon. Brendan, Brandon, Brandon. Uh, where she's like, I'm combining all my emotions into one to burst into your, the way she, she was also so close to him. It was so weird. And I was like, awkward. Yeah. I didn't feel like he was trying to make out with her. Maybe he was, it was, she came off. She just came out too intense, too hot. He also came off like broken. Oh, yeah. was like, I think I'm in love with him. Like, You've barely talked yeah. to Oh, him. when she when she got caught, she was like, I would have spent every day for the rest of my life showing him that why he should have picked my rose. It's like, so wait, you think if he what? gave you a rose today, you would have been married? Like, what? It's really weird, yeah. So Savannah gets the date card, and she picks the sniper, and Mel runs up because she doesn't want to cry in front of anyone. And Savannah <laughs> goes into like a bordello dressing room where there's just 1920s madams like feathers everywhere. And um, Mel's weeping. She's like, I just, something always goes wrong. I'm so tired of it. Um, and meanwhile, Savannah and the sniper go to the Dresden where they see Marty and Elaine and, oh my God, which actually was good to see Marty and Elaine are still there and they they look great. They look the same. They've always looked like old, old, old people and they have still maintained their oldness. It's a great date spot, the Dresden. It's really fun. I mean, when you think about the fact that the that Swingers was like twenty three years ago or whatever, and that Marty and Elaine looked old in that, like five hundred, yeah, and like they're still there, but they're kind of like almost like preserved, like in their mm-hmm. sarcophagus, like they're just they've been pickled and they're still they look almost they feel the same as they felt when the Swingers mm-hmm. happened. God, kids out there, if you're not familiar with Swingers, great movie. It's what it's- Vince Vaughn was so. It, oh my god! It made him a star. He was fantastic. That was one of that was like one of those movies when I watched it that I was like, I have greater things waiting for me than Miami, Florida. Like I knew that I was better than that town. Yeah, and I had such a crush on Vince Vaughn, and now he's a Trump supporter. No, oh. he no the 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 it's the late nineties Vince Vaughn. If you could just preserve him in time, that's what I want. The late nineties Vince Vaughn was like so funny, such a rascal, so handsome, so funny. He's funny now, too. Listen, Wedding Crashers, he makes that movie. You know, look. He's hilarious in it. But, yeah. Also a recommendation from the late 90s. Kids, if you've never seen Bottle Rocket. Oh, my God. 
Are you going to start with me about Bottle Rocket? Please. I mean, the first, like, it's the first big hit from Wes Anderson. But when you have those boys, like, when when the... uh, when the Wilson brothers exploded onto the scene, God. Um, Owen Luke. and Luke, I rewatched it recently. Baby Luke, like obviously Owen's a star, but Luke was so good in that movie. He are you going so like, to try to talk to me about, these are like you're talking oh, about my sons. I know. I saw Bottle Rocket, that movie, Rushmore Bottle Rocket, all those early West Anderson. Yeah. So much the new ones for me, but oh. those were like my 20s. You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. I sunk myself into me this. Me too. Movie. Me yeah. too. So kids, if you are out there listening, here's your here's your quarantine watch list. Rushmore, Bottle Rocket. Um, uh, Royal uh, Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. Uh, Lost in Translation. Great movie. And also uh, uh, Swingers. There you go. Oh. There's a, like, and I love the first hour of Wedding Crashers before it's they have the when they're in the house, up until they get kicked out, when they, get kicked, they get kicked out, once, you, once they've walked down the driveway with the painting, this it's over. Turn it off. The it's, first hour is inc- is the funniest fucking thing. I dying. I dying. still watch it. We on TBS with the commercials, with the curses, bleeped. I still watch. So but. good. All right, let's take a break. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC 
was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right, so... Um, so they go on their date, and um, they don't really have that much to talk about. It's two hot people with not that much to talk about. I, I'm like, I don't, you know, he's like, yeah, I don't really want to, like, I don't really want to settle down. I like keeping my options open. Mm. And then they start singing together, and, you know, they were fine. His voice surprised me when he sounded like singing. Were you surprised by his singing voice? We're talking about Sheridan? Um, the, uh, the, uh, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. I, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I didn't want to say anything. I got into a fight with Spectrum yesterday because my ABC cut out totally. And then I watched the rest, but I think I missed this part. Don't hate me. Anna, were you surprised by his voice? <laughs> um, it was definitely, I mean, kind of, but it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if like everyone sounds so good that a part of me is like, are they like, are they like putting stuff on their voices before they were like, mm. I, no one sounds that, do they sound that? No, I, I know. have no idea. And they're like, that's your fact that they're like, it's open mic night. And they're like, yeah. what? Oh, it is. Okay. You think there's post-production put in to like auto-tune them? Yeah. I think, little, I don't know. Everyone sounds oh. so good. Like they're like, oh my God, I'm singing right now. How funny. And then like, maybe they're just that good of. And he was like, what do you say? He's like, when I was in the Marines, I was supposed to show no vulnerability. Um, They sang the song Fever, but they sounded good together. I have to say they sounded good. Um, And meanwhile, Sheridan is feeling so psyched. It's morning time. He's writing in his journal. He's got his rings on. He's like, like (laughs) last night was so fun. And Julia's like, oh, hey, I'm stressed. He's like, what's going on? She's like, Brandon and I have just been talking, and I want to feel like I can still be able to figure it out with him. And he's like, listen to your heart. It was, it was tough. So Mel goes and talks to Brandon. She's like, I have a confession. I'm terrified. He's like, what are you terrified? Well, oh she's like, I'm terrified. Right. Like, I'm, I was feelings. He's like, well, what are you terrified of? She's like, Yeah. But in the best way. I've never felt this way before. And then she kissed him. She's like, I'm falling for Brandon. He it was just, very, very uncomfortable. He was nice to kind of let it happen. but She like, jumped on him like it was not sexy. It was like, it was how Corona attacks, basically. <laughs> it's like she got right in that lung, right in that airway, yeah. blocked it. The yeah. invisible, I mean, she really jumped on him. I was just like, if a guy did it to a woman, I think that people would be offended yeah. by that. Like, it yeah. didn't seem consensual to me, actually. But yeah, no. not to bring the mood down, but... No, I agree with you. She really, like, launched at him. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I'm falling for Brandon. Um, and then G- Julia's like, hey, Brandon, can I talk to you for a second? 
He's like, she's like, um, uh, I'm, oh God, like, he's, I wrote you off. This is blowing my mind, you know? There's other two girls I'm thinking of. She's like, I think I know which one you're going to give it to. It's like, Savannah. He's like, and then she's like, look, she starts crying. She's like, all the girls are so close I, and so genuine. I've literally cried with all the girls here. They've been there for two days. What have you cried about? <laughs> um, but also, I want to do what's best for me. She's not a girl's girl. You're right, Michelle. No. You're right. And why, why, you are, right. why have you cried with all the girls in the course of two days? Because they are on an ABC reality show where I believe that they all have to, it's like when Drew Barrymore got cast in E.T. and she had to cry on command. I believe they auditioned them to see if they can cry in like two and a half months. <laughs> and the girls who can't cry get thrown out. Yep, as they should. Right. So then um, Ryan is just sitting there. We haven't, I, don't know, I started getting worried for Ryan, except for the sheer fact that the um, men had the roses. So that was like the only thing that I was like, all right, well, I know at least he's handing out a rose. Yeah. And yeah. Natasha prowls up and she's like, oh, you're so cute. You're like Clark Kent. That's it. Um, and then he goes, I am so not the person you would go for out in the world. I'm like the nerdy guy. She's like, oh, no, no, no. And then she starts kissing him. And I wrote down, it's like a giant crab claw tongue kiss. It was the grossest crab, like, kissing. There was something like somebody had just, like, attacked, like, like, sucked onto his face. It was the grossest kiss I have ever seen. I have to tell you, I watched it because I knew, I watched it today because I had known that it, like, sort of went viral yesterday. Like, people really posted it. And I, I, you know, do you ever have a moment? I've never like watched myself make out with anyone. I've just done it. Yeah. And I was like, do I do that? You know, that feeling where I'm like, is that, maybe I look like that when I kiss and I just don't know, yeah. but I don't think I do. I'm just, I want yeah. everyone to know. No, no, no. Because you have to know when you are swallowing half of a man's face that it's, I mean, maybe it feels all right, but I just feel like it looks so bad. It doesn't look like TV kissing. It looks like um, aliens or like, again, like the silent killer, you know, it doesn't yeah. look healthy. Mel, Mel and Natasha both need to go to TV kissing school. You agree. And by the way, um, I still have an issue with how the bachelor sweetens the microphone on all the making out. Oh. It really nauseates me. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to hear it like that. I, it just, it turns my stomach. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Um, so then she left and up comes Rudy, who we haven't seen much this episode. And she says, you're a cute Harry Potter. We need to kiss. And then they start kissing. And she's like, I didn't feel anything. Not to his face, but to her in the moment. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, you know what? I'm going to go tell Matt how I feel. So then she comes up and she slaps Matt. Um, and then they make out in the hallway. She's a fucking disaster. Anna, what do you think of Rudy? Rudy is batshit. Um, what was that interaction where she slaps him being like, you're making me crazy. And then like, was like, like it was, I, if I was Matt, I'd be like, oh, oh, she's off a rocker. Like that was, that was a lot. She slapped him and then made out with him. Yeah. What is this world? She's we crazy. What do you think of Rudy Michelle? Can't stand her. <laughs> yeah. I don't like her. I don't like she. She. Um, can I say something mean about her? Yeah. This is a horrible thing, but I felt like she looked really dirty. 
like I felt like her hair looked really stringy and greasy. And I remember one point after he gave her the rose and he like went to kiss her and like kind of smelled her. And I was just like, there's no way that smells good. I just cannot explain yep. it. I get very dirty, a, unshowered energy from her. As a person who did, I think I did smell bad earlier today. I think you're right. I look similar to how she looked. As Stringy well. hair, yeah. dirty, yeah. and probably one of those girls, and I'm sorry if you're one of these girls listening, who is like, oh, I only wash my hair like once every five days. Like, I can get away with it. You can't. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe, and no offense if any of you listener here right now are that girl, but uh, I think girls who don't wash their hair every five days smell. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so then she slaps him, they make out in the hallway, um, and then it's time for the rose ceremony, and, um, Brandon picks Savannah, and Julia starts panicking, and then Sheridan did, in the end, pick Julia, and those two, there were so many cute girls that got cut, people that I we know. Cheyenne got cut. She was so cute. I think Mariana was adorable. She got cut. I loved Cheyenne. Um, I felt like she was too good for the show. Mariana was so cute. Yeah. Um, did Ruby get cut? Did No, Ruby got that they made out down the Ruby, hallway. Ruby with the pink hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Ruby got a rose from somebody. somebody the guy got- who is also, I think another religious guy who's a soul singer of some sort. I Gabe? Think. Did Gabe? Gabe. Gabe. Is Gabe. Oh, yeah, what's with Gabe? You never see Gabe. He's adorable, and he has said nothing, nothing. Um, And then um, Mel leaves and says, if Brandon gave me the rose, I would have spent the rest of my life showing him that he made the right decision. And then Brandon whispers in the ear of uh, Julia, you're still here. We can still figure this out. Mm. So gross. You did miss. Somebody nauseates me. Sorry, Anna. No, I was going to say you missed when uh, Jamie is describing Rudy, or she's like, Cheyenne's so sweet and kind and lovely, and Rudy, Rudy's tough. Like, she said something like that. I was oh. like, just say she's bad shit crazy. Just yes. say it. Yes. I love I don't know why Matt would have picked her other than, like, having, again, I think, you know, production gets involved when it comes to who they give the rose to, so I'm yeah. sure... They knew they had television gold, um, Corinne style, you know, where they're yeah. like, you gotta keep her. Yeah. So that's probably why she got the rose. But like, she was so horrible to him. Why would he ever reach, you know, be nice to her again? But yeah. Um, will you help us pick a tweet of the week? Yes. Okay. Lauren at purple underscore Hayes. Can we put bachelor producers in charge of COVID tracking? You know, if they can find Trevor's ex's singer's best friend, they can figure out who coughed on you at Costco. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. By the way, I coughed on you at Costco. Um, (laughs) This is a shout out to Hannah B's season of the bachelor. This is from Jizzy Lizzie at Jizzy Lizzie raps. It was a year and a half ago. I'm a totally different person now. I met God in the shower. (laughs) Uh, Shower Jesus was always good. Shower Jesus was good with Luke. Uh, This is also from Jizzy Lizzie at Jizzy Lizzie Raps. So this show is basically, what if people at LA Karaoke fell in love with each other? Said my boyfriend who watched for 30 seconds over my shoulder. Very true. He's not wrong. Oh my God. You know, that makes me like it more, actually. That like sold me on it. Yeah. Um, All right. And then these final two, both from Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. Is this how flu? Is this how the flirting works? The dude says, "I went to the mall to pick up a few jock straps," and you follow up with, 
I have a tendency to hook up with guys that go to the mall to pick up jock straps. <laughs> That's, yeah. I'm uh, laughing from your laughing. Can I just say something? They're making me laugh. <laughs> oh, um, oh, shit. I actually, I actually deleted one. Oh, here's another one. Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. Poor Sheridan got dropped by Julia for the, I don't know why, house hot commodity Brandon. It's okay. This heartbreak will lead him to the gym where he will begin his transformation into Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. okay, wait, but there was one more that Anna sent me that made me laugh really hard. Hold on. I'm just going to. Here's the final one. <laughs> this is Chaz at Thorium Dragon. Thanks, producer. Things producers could tell Natasha to say that are as helpful as Trevor from American Idol, Trevor with, Trevor with the Camry, Trevor who likes Olive Garden, <laughs> Trevor the Aquarius, Trevor class of 2008. <laughs> I, right. That was I, pretty spot on. Was Trevor from American Idol? Everyone's like, yeah, Trevor from American Idol. All right, I'm going to narrow it down to these two. Uh, things producers, okay. I'm going to narrow it down to that one. Chaz at Thorium Dragon. Things producers could tell Natasha to say that are as helpful as Trevor from American Idol. Trevor with the Camry. Trevor who likes Olive Garden. Trevor the Aquarius. Trevor class of 2008. Or uh, which one do you like? Do you like, I like, karaoke? I like karaoke? I like karaoke too. Okay. Okay. Or Jizzy Lizzie at Jizzy Lizzie Raps. So this show is basically what if people at LA Karaoke fell in love with each other, said my boyfriend who watched for 30 seconds over my shoulder. Trevor from American Idol or LA Karaoke, Michelle? LA Karaoke. Anna? I'll go LA Karaoke. All right. Katie? I like the Trevor one. I'm going to go... L.A. Karaoke, you are the winner. Lizzie Jizzy at Lizzie Jizzy Rap. So the show is basically what if people at L.A. Karaoke fell in love with each other, said my boyfriend over, watch his shoulder for 30 seconds over my shoulder. If you guys want to compete to be Tweet of the Week, you can just tag Anna or I, at Anna Hosnier or at Arda Marine, M-Y-R-I-N at Twitter, and do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R. Uh, like us on iTunes. Uh, here's a new review that we really appreciate. Five stars peeing my quarantine pants over here by ASL Camp. I'm relatively new to the Will You Accept This Rose um, podcast. A friend suggested it to me right after Peter's finale, and I've been listening ever since. I even watched Juan Pablo's season just to follow along with y'all. I joined Patreon today because I could not get enough. I'm a nurse, and Arden and the horny gang have kept me laughing throughout all of this pandemic mess. I totally feel like I'm hanging out with my friends when listening. Great podcast. Thank you so much, ASL Camp. That makes me so happy. Just the sure fact that you're so new to it, and you know that we are the horny gang just warms my heart we do this for people like you so welcome to the fold and let us know what you guys want to watch next on patreon because we really appreciate you guys joining over there you can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com here's an email this is from lauren swan she left a review and a book receipt hi arden and gang i'm a southwesterner um Originally from San Diego, but brought to the East Coast for work. It's been tough building a new support system and exploring the Southeast with confidence. The journey brought me to find podcasts. 
Will you accept this rose being one of the first? Y'all feel like family. This podcast has by far been my favorite and has brought me so much laughter and tears of joy over the past three years. I look forward to listening each week to brighten my day, which is usually full of socially awkward engineers who have no clue or interest in The Bachelor. I'll read, listen, watch anything that Arden and the Gang touches. It's made me a fan of The Bachelor, which I never thought I would be. However, I enjoy lovingly snarking at each show of the franchise and laughing along with the holy comedy y'all bring can't wait to read your book this fall thank you lauren aerospace engineer by day musician by night how sweet is that we love her that's nice oh my god i love that well i'm so glad it makes you feel a little more welcome a little we're we're a weird little team in the world and thank you so much for buying the book and speaking of buying the books i am about to do a drawing um I am about to do a drawing i'm giving away as you i don't know if i made an easter bonnet and I have got all the names all cut up, and I'm going to pull one out. And I probably won't mail it to you for a little bit because I'm scared to leave my house. But um, you will have an amazing hat at some point in your world. All right, here we go. The person getting the Easter bonnet who's bought my book is Abby Green. Congratulations, Abby Green. Nice. Yeah, I I hope you get to wear this to the JJ party when we are all when we make the bestseller and we are all let out of our lockups. Um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you, Michelle. Where can people find you? Thank you. Well, they can follow me on Instagram at Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm also on Twitter. I do do bachelor postings from time to time. I do a lot of Andrew Cuomo coverage lately. Oh, um, it's so you know, funny. It's thank so you. Fun. I thank reached you. out to you. Um, no, okay. he, he has not. I would, I would not be here. I'd be a skeleton from happiness. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. But I, I heard from Chris, but I do love Chris and I met Chris before. So that was really nice. I love this. Those, I love it so much. Anna, where can people find you? I'm just at Anna Hosni on Twitter. Um, you can, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can pre-order my book, Little Miss Little Compton, wherever books are sold. And if you screen grab the receipt, you can win fun things like we just gave away. I'm going to be doing all sorts of giveaways. And you can follow me at Instagram at Arden Marine, M-Y-R-I-N. Please follow me. I have a steady flow of children that followed me during Insatiable that are now leaving my feed because there's no pictures <gasps> of Debbie Ryan on it. Oh, uh, no. Katie Levine, where can people find you? KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, we have our Patreon where we're breaking down uh, Love is Blind. And we have all the back seasons of Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia. Um, Let us know what you want us to watch next. We're open to doing another Bachelor Australia or Bachelorette New Zealand. Or if you want us to do another U.S. show, email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. What would be the most fun for you guys to watch? All right, you guys. We will be back next week. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Um, Michelle. Thank you, guys. If you continue watching, would you like to do another one of these with us down the road? Yeah. I mean, it's just like the show doesn't excite me that much, you know? So it's hard for me to like... I know. I feel like I'm like not that good on this because I'm not like so energetic about it. But yeah. Um, We would love to have you on if you want to come back. Yeah, we'd love to come back. Okay. Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, we love having you. I mean, if if you don't feel like watching the show, you can also, you can tell me. I, I'm afraid now I'm watching it. And if, I mean, maybe not next week, but maybe the week after for the finale, okay. I can come back. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I agree with you. I find it kind of boring. It's, yeah, it's boring. boring. Because it's Are just you- fake. Everything is so phony. 
And there it's is a show. I know what show you can watch on your podcast. What? Although I'm in my podcast and I'm starting, I might cover it, but there's a show in England called Five Guys a Week. Okay. The only problem is that you have to live in England to watch it. You, so you have to what? live in England to watch it. Oh, yeah. So you so have to use the VPN. It. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. it's hard to get people to do it, but just for your own like entertainment, it's a great show. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, um, Michelle, you are so funny. We, oh we God, love please. you. Thank I you love so you guys. Thank you for having me. And Thank let's see you soon. And okay. you're adorable. And love I'll be it. much heavier next time you see me. So me too. Experience. Me too. I want to chat for three weeks because I'll be filled with cheese. All right. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Oh, yeah. Want to get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Oh, will you accept this rose into your Except This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts